monster, a creature with such horrific features, a lady, a bride, and scary movie fan. Some nerds and their website present this woman and her man. And welcome to the Bride of the Creature podcast with me, Seamus O'Irish. Uh, and joining me this week here in the studio, oh, oh my laddies, it's, it's the creature, Joey G. Hello, thank you for having me, Seamus. And across the table, it'd be a wee fine lassie by the name of the Bride, Nicole. Oh, Did I not tell she's you? She's the cutest podcaster in I told in you town. I was going to quit and in walk out if Dublin. you did this shit. No, now we're doing Bride of the Creature and Friends. No, I told you. Every week we'll have a different friend. I'm walking out right now. That was Seamus O'Irish. Don't walk out. Don't do that. Come on now. We're not actually doing this. Doing what? The friend and friends. And it's just you being a fucking retard. Okay, so you don't like the Irish guy. Maybe you like this guy better. Oh, what do you think? Huh? This is a horror movie podcast. You, it is not a Joey show please. with all his voices and I could shit. do a horror movie voice. I could be like, hey, I'm a monster. That's not a monster. That's actually my sexy time voice. It's not your sexy time voice. You take all the fun out of life. Welcome to the Bride of the Creature podcast with me, the creature, Joey G, with no friends whatsoever. And across from the table, across from the table, across... (laughs) Well, you are technically across from a table. (laughs) You're the cutest podcaster in town and you are the source of all my misery. It is the bride, Nicole G. Hello. How are you, love? I'm really good, thank you. You're really good? You just made me laugh really hard. Oh, I'm so happy to hear it. <laughs> it's raining. Not anymore. No, it is. It's, I stopped. We're, the, we're recording live in the middle of the Great Calgary Flood of 2013. It's not raining right now. That's because we live on a ridge. We live up. We have elevation. People who live in High River, their homes are gone. But they also lived in a town called High River, so that's kind of stupid. It's not funny, though. These people are losing their homes. Yeah, it's not funny. It is funny that the town is called High River, and they are surprised when this happens. Our thoughts are with you. Our thoughts and prayers. The joke's on them. I have neither. (laughs) You ever see when someone, like, pinches the bridge of their nose and closes their eyes? Bit of a face palm there. Well, Nicole, welcome to our show. I'm welcoming you. Why are you welcoming me? Because I'm trying to be nice to you. I am here all the time. Right? You could... Do you not welcome me when I come home from work? This, that's different. Why is that different? Because I don't need to be welcomed on my own show. I know, but it's kind of like I was here first, so it's just like, hey. You're not here first. I they hear my voice. Well, actually, they heard Seamus O'Irish's voice first. But then they heard my voice. This podcast is because of me that we do it. I'm pretty sure it was my idea. Yeah, it was your idea, but it's because of me. You know I do like six other podcasts without you, right? Yeah, but this one is about me. I see. It is called Bride of the Creature. I came up with that idea. Yes. Really, you just cut. I do all of the work. <laughs> I do everything. And you just come in and act mean to me and look pretty. That's all you do. No. <laughs> when I said she looked pretty, she immediately no. pulled no. her top up because she was worried about cleavage. That's pretty funny. Uh, well, anyway, welcome to the show, everybody else. Apparently, I need not to you. Be You're decent not decent on the here. show. Yeah, of course. Last week, you took your pants off. <laughs> that was two weeks ago, and it was not sexual. It was because I was very hot. Yeah, no, it wasn't sexual. 
What if it was sexual? I'd have been <laughs> No. Oh, yeah. Well, this week it was my pick, and boy howdy did I pick a good movie. I love this movie. Boy howdy? Yeah, boy howdy. Well, boy howdy. I could do a western voice. It's tough. Anyway, uh, yeah, I picked the movie this week, and this week it was a little film by the name of They Live, 1988, by John Carpenter, starring the incomparable Hot Rod himself, Rowdy Roddy motherfucking Piper. Let's have a listen to the trailer here in the Piper's Pit. What do these things want, and why are they here? You still don't get it, do you, boy? They have recruited the rich and the powerful. They're running the whole show. Wake up! They're all about you, all around you. Blinded us to the truth. Take a look. They are safe as long as they are not discovered. I don't know what they are or where they came from, but we gotta oh, stop them. Stay away from me. Put these on. They have us. Look at them. They're everywhere. We have no other choice. I don't like this one. Leave it alone, man. It ain't none of my business. Ain't none of yours. We have been lulled into a trance. Listen to what I'm saying to you. We're in trouble. The whole world's in trouble. Control us! You're sending some kind of signals on a TV sense. I've got one that can see. Mama don't like tattletales. Now we start spilling some blood. Let's go! Push I have come here to chew bubblegum and kick And I'm all out of bubblegum. Nicole, we are here for two reasons. To discuss the podcast. And chew bubblegum. And chew bubblegum. Do you have any bubblegum? No. Then let us discuss the movie. I want bubblegum. We don't know. We don't have that. We're all, we, Can we stop it. the podcast no, and go get bubblegum? No, we have gum? two reasons for being here. We can't do one. Let's do the other one. Or. No, no, there's no or in this scenario. We could stop this. We're not going to stop this. Go to Max. No way. You can go to Max. I'll do the gum. I'll do the show by myself with my friends. That double bubble stuff. Me and Seamus O Irish. I don't want double bubble. That stuff's rank anyway. It's so Look, good. anyway, this is stupid. Nicole, can I tell you what the movie was about? I know, but you could tell everyone else. No, see, I know you know, but it's it's sort of like a it's like a, a device we use to talk about the movie. Do you understand? Well, I already know though. No, I know. You know what? In improv we say yes and and you are blocking me at every turn. That's kind it's, of my job. You say yes and Yes, and go. <laughs> what? You. What do you want? All right, so we got Nada. He's a character played by Rowdy Roddy Piper, who is a drifter, and he gets a job in L.A. working with his friend Keith David, who I only ever recall seeing in The Thing, other than in this movie. Uh, and he ends up getting finding lodging in like a little shanty town, but he um, discovers that the nearby Episcopal church is is up to no good, or is doing, or they're not what they seem, basically. And uh, he discovers with a pair of, the help of a pair of fancy magic sunglasses, he discovers that half of the humanity around him is truly are actually aliens, and all the advertisements and words posted all over the uh, the city are the subliminal messages. subliminal messages and propaganda to keep the people sheep. Nicole, did you like They Live? Yes or no? Not really. Oh, 
But there were parts that were good. Oh, it hurts. Oh, it hurts so bad. It's like a dagger through my heart. Why? Because I love this movie. <laughs> like, I love The Thing. I think that That's movie That's a different movie than what we great. watched, though. It was John Carpenter. <laughs> yeah, so for how good that movie was, this movie just did not really compare. It was boring. I boring. felt like it was long stretches of, like, nothing happening. And then there was some cool parts. And then this random wrestling scene for an hour just because he's a wrestler. It wasn't for an hour and it, was it wasn't basically a wrestling scene. It was an him hour. and Keith David fighting in an alley and it was awesome. For like an hour. It's like a three minute scene. For no reason. Well, it's not for no reason. Basically. It went on way too long. If you say so. Uh, did, well, let me ask you this, Nicole. Did you find the subject matter interesting and topical for the current climate? And I don't mean like weather. Like, we're talking about an era. This movie takes place in the 80s, the late 80s. Yeah. But it's a situation where the middle class has disappeared. The poor can't get work. Meanwhile, the rich continue to get richer off the backs of the poor and exploit the poor. You end up... So you end up with these, like, weird camp places. I did very much like the message of the movie and the topical weather. Not weather. I, I was just thinking, like, you, if you move this out of the 80s... This could easily a movie that could be about today. It could, and it really remind it did, did reflect Plus aliens. it did reflect its era as well. But it, mm-hmm. it's still something a movie that a lot of pop culture references. Yeah, the character everyone every time somebody says I'm going to kick ass and chew bubble gum, everyone goes, "Huh, great Duke Nukem reference." And I always say, "Fuck you, Duke Nukem stole that line from Rowdy Roddy Piper and they live." And in um, one of my punk albums, Good Riddance, a local band. They not local. Good riddance. They're not local. They're a here. punk rock band. Yeah, they're local to somewhere. <laughs> they're local. They're to not me. local here. Hang on, can we all just pause for a second and acknowledge that you just said, "Well, they're not local to here." I thought they. Every could. band is local to somewhere. But no, I mean their home. Their home is Canada. I don't think it so is. I feel like yes, it is. I, are you Good sure? Riddance. Yeah. Anyway, they have a a line from the movie in their songs and I've been listening to that album since They're I was... from Santa Cruz, California. <laughs> really? Yes. So, <laughs> I feel you're like just making they shit were up. Like, You're just making stuff up. Anyway, that's off topic, Joey. My point, <laughs> you brought it up. My point is that they have a line from the movie and I've been listening to the album since I was 18 and it's very cool to actually see the movie that it referenced and there was something else that referenced that movie that I... Oh, Obey. A lot of the signs, the Say subliminal Obey. messages, Obey. And Shepard Ferry, the famous graffiti artist, got his name Obey from. Yeah, well, I, I, I'm not saying that it's, that that's where he got the idea for Obey, because the concept of obeying, um, you know what I mean, is... Kind of universal. Yeah. But it was good. And... It also reminded me a lot of a lot of the art. Oh no! The, sorry, Wikipedia. I'm just saying. I'm, I'm giving saying you're right. Shepard Ferry credits the movie as a major source of infra- inspiration for the Obey campaign. Yeah, so it's cool to see their inspirations. Also, it reminded me a lot of the uh, fine art that was coming out in the '80s. Um, a lot of fine artists were doing things about consumerism and our culture, mm-hmm. like that. Like one guy, I forget his name. He created these sculptures of like all the fast food chains but he made the burgers like bigger and more luscious so his sculptures actually looked better to eat than the actual food and his Mm. was about consumerism and stuff so i like that that the 
outlet for creativity in the 80s came out in these ways. And I, that this movie goes with that. It's interesting kind of how uh, <laughs> the topics that become important in film and in pop culture, they seem to be very cyclical. Like you'll have whole stretches where the major uh, concern is one thing. And so now we're kind of getting back into... The, the late 60s, the late 80s, and now even and now this modern time, it seems like a lot of pop culture and media has to do with this, uh, the commercialization of of things and um, abuses of power by you know the police and the government and things like that. And I think since the 80s, consumerism and our culture, consumer culture, has been um, a major influence for a lot of artists, even still today. Yeah, cause, well, I think you could argue that we have become a more commercial society since the 80s. As technology has improved, we like you look at things like brands. Like now, people will slap a fucking Apple logo on their car. Like yeah. was there in the sixties that people walk around with? Well, then again, yeah, though, they, I guess like there was brand loyalty to other things, like, like Adidas and. Well, in the sixties. Oh, sorry, that took me. And I, I'm just thinking, but even if you go back even to the fifties, I guess there's always been this kind of humanity uh, latching on to certain brands as status icons. Because if you look at like the fifties greaser culture. It's just a bunch of guys standing around arguing over what's better, Ford or Chevys. Like, a bu- yeah. like just these guys fighting each other over cars. So, I mean, I guess that's not a new phenomenon, but maybe just because we're so much more saturated with media now because there's so many more outlets for it, it's easier to see it. I think even still people do become loyal to a brand for the name. Yeah, no, definitely. I mean, it, and the strange... I don't know if this is a new phenomenon, but it certainly seems now that most brand loyalty has nothing whatsoever to do with the actual product or the company that they're talking about. It's it's weird. Like, we have a whole culture, just like the logos for stuff, and people who are, like, hardcore fans of something that don't really care one way or the other. Like, people who wear, like, Nike shirts and stuff, they're not because they're huge fans of the shoes. Like, oh, they make great shoes. I'm going to wear a Nike shirt. You know what I mean? Well, they're just blindly loyal, like a lot of Apple fans are. This is all my veiled way of attacking people who like Apple products. So if you're listening to this on an iPod, <laughs> fuck you. <laughs> you're ruining the future. Well, you know, like, they'll go buy the latest version of it because they have to get it. New. Yeah. I mean, that's, but that's I, before I get accused of doing what I always do and bitching about Apple, uh, that's not, like, exclusive to Apple people. Like, that's just technology lately people have become so wrapped up in technology and refusing to use it to improve their lives but rather to but schedule their lives around be, their technology to be like a fan of new technology and seek it out but apple fans are something different they're loyal just to that and they will get the new thing no matter what it is i, I will admit that there's the, at this current time I in our culture there like is a that. very big like trendiness and like status the apple product has become a status icon yeah, you know, like in in pre, and you know, if you go back through time, history, I guarantee there's probably other things like like the Rolex watch. There probably was a time when the Rolex watch was like the ultimate status symbol. Mm-hmm. Now having the new iPhone is sort of, and in a way, it's replaced the Rolex because nobody has a watch because they all look <laughs> at their phones. So yeah. basically, throughout history, we as humanity have fetishized timekeeping devices. I don't. I think <laughs> that's kind of. Swell. I'm gonna put out a, a big scholarly essay, a manifesto about humanity's obsession with things that tell time. It's I just think like, you oh, should. About, yeah, you I should think, do that. I think so. Professor. I think it could be big. I think it could be very. You should big. go teach a class on it too. I'm gonna teach a class. I'm teaching it right now. Are you learning? I'm learning so much. Well, good. I'm glad that I was able to teach you. But I would like to talk maybe just a little bit more, maybe some trivia about the movie. Would you like to hear a couple of interesting th- tidbits? I just would like to add something. Please do. I liked when he did have his, the sunglasses on and he could see the world for what it was. Yeah. That the advertisements and signs 
where does the star quiet with that said obey or you or, or stay asleep in even that font it seemed very well considered it was cool and it got the message across so i liked yeah. that a lot i really enjoyed that uh the one thing i think you will find interesting is there's a fight scene in an episode of south park called cripple fight that is a shot-for-shot yeah, shot recreation of the fight between Nada and Frank. The one that you said was so boring. It is a shot-for-shot shot remake of that fight. I would enjoy that more than yeah. uh, what I just watched. Uh, also, the, you know the line, I've come here to chew bubblegum and kick ass and I'm all out of bubblegum? Which apparently was ad-libbed by Piper. So that was just him improving, riffing, coming up with the line. That's a pretty good line. It's word. like the best line ever. It's a pretty good line. That's the thing. People don't give uh, really good wrestlers credit. Like his... <laughs> Piper was always one of the best mic guys in the business. Like, he was fucking... He still, to this day, cuts a killer promo. So I'm not surprised that that was an ad-lib. All right? Right. So, props to wrestling. Well, The Rock's done pretty good for himself. Yeah, The Rock was good, too. He was also one of the best. I like The Rock better than the I know Roddy you Piper. do. You know, yeah, but you know, Roddy Roddy Piper, I have to say, is Roddy Roddy Piper is probably one of the best wrestlers to ever not win the WWE Championship. You know, he, he was up there, and it's Hulk Hogan's fault, but, like, he was up there, and he should have been the champion. Okay, we're getting into boring subject you matter. You think this is boring? Yep. Let's that. say this for Ryan. Ryan wants to hear what you have to say. Well, you can listen to the Boiler Room Brawl podcast on this very network to hear me and Ryan wax uh, rhapsodic on wrestling. Well, Nicole, the time has come for you to tell me what you thought of this movie out of ten. Um... The only thing that saved it for me was its its subject matter, but the execution of it I didn't like very much, and that was boring. So I give it a six out of ten. <coughs> Are you actually coughing? Oh, oh, it hurts! It hurts. Nicole, I give this movie a nine out of ten. I adore this movie. I love this movie. I know you do. I I mean I can't give it a ten. You can't just throw tens around like you no. really. Have we given anything a 10? I, yeah, I gave the original Dawn of the Dead and you gave the remake of Dawn of the Dead. <laughs> which is dumb, but whatever. <laughs> but yeah, so definitely 9 out of 10. It's a spectacular movie. Rowdy Rowdy Piper is the man. John Carpenter, the music is great. It's just a great movie. It's and so everything good. it's influenced is great. Yeah. It's also based on a short story by Ray Nelson called 8 O'Clock in the Morning, which I should read because that sounds cool. But yeah, it's a great movie. Nicole, you know what next week is? Versus. It's time to go back head to head versus. Modern versus old. We're watching the original and the remake, two movies, and we're gonna see which one's better. This week, I can't imagine we're gonna disagree. Like, I, I don't even want to imagine like, us disagreeing on this. But see, when you say that, it just I makes just, me want to disagree. I know it does, Nicole, but it just it frightens me because if you disagree on this one i don't know what we're gonna do i don't know if we can continue see now i want to disagree i know i may have to Why just do replace you, you with, do some, this? with one of my voices because <laughs> honestly next week we're gonna be watching the 1963 original and the 1999 remake 1999 <laughs> the 1999 remake of the haunting i haven't yeah. seen either so no, you're in for a treat have you seen either uh, i saw the remake like probably in 1999 when i was 12 and I remember it being good, but then I think I watched it again in high school and didn't like it. Uh, but I have seen the rem- the original once, and I like it a lot. So, do we own it? Yes, we own it. Is it black and white? Uh, yes. No, I can't remember. Oh, that's bad. I don't remember that. Anyway, we're gonna watch the haunting next week. Nicole, 
we've reached the time of the show where you have to ask me a question. Oh, yeah. And the question is... Would you rather? Would you rather? Which, once again, I did not know that they do this exact same game on Comedy Bang Bang before we started doing this show, so we didn't steal it. This is a different thing. Nicole, ask me the question. What would I rather do? Would you rather... You're in bed, but you don't have your blanket on yet. So would I rather be in bed without a blanket? The blanket is made out of... So would you rather your blanket be made out of all nails or... How can you have a blanket made out of nails? You just like weave it together. How do you weave nails? No, I mean like with string you can tie it. So it's made so of that, string and you put nails in. So it's like lots of string. I mean lots of nails in the string okay. pointing down at you. Or would you rather um, your blanket be made out of just barbed wire? Well, both of those are metal, and metal is a good conductor of heat, so you'd be freezing because it would take all the heat out of your body. Well, you have to choose one. But they're the same. No. They're exactly the same. No. Like, why wouldn't you just say, would you rather have your blanket have barbed wire on it or have nails sticking out of it? I mean, because I can't have a blanket made out of those things. Yes, you can. You could move barbed wire. Well, I mean, I'm going to freeze to death no matter what, so... I'm going to go with the barbed wire because at least you can get your hands... It's like has a pattern so you can at least get around the, the barbs. Whereas the nails, they're a lot more willy-nilly. But either way, you're going to be freezing because it's going to pull heat out of your body. See, I would rather have the blanket because I think it would be like a reverse... But they're both blankets! You said they were both blankets! Yeah. And then you said I'd rather have the blanket. Oh, the nail blanket, I mean. Okay. Because I think it'd be like a reverse bed of nails. So, you know, you can lie on a bed of nails without it poking you. I think you could have one on top of you without it poking you. Well, no, you couldn't. Because the only reason that works when you're laying on it is because you spread your body weight out evenly. Yeah, my body weight's already spread out. No, 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 you fiend. That's not how it would work at all. You're talking shit. I think it would work. I think we should test out this theory. The nails aren't all in a uniform direction. Like, no, you're talking absolute drivel. And if you were to gently place it over top of you... It wouldn't snag your skin like barbed wire would. It wouldn't snag your skin either way if you gently place it over you. But then if I turned over gently, I could turn over gently the nails more easily than barbed wire. I think this is the dumbest would you rather I have ever heard of my life, and I refuse to participate further. Then I refuse <laughs> to participate in your game that I lose at. You have to participate. No. It's part of the show. No. I already gave you an answer. I'm just saying that this is a weird would you rather, and I don't know if, if this physics well, of what horrifying. you're saying makes sense. Neither one of them is horrifying. If it was like, would you rather roll around on, but no, it's like you're laying and someone gently lays a blanket on you. If you don't, like, it's not going to hurt you. Yes. Why would it hurt you? Is there going to be weights put on top of the blanket? No, because... The barbed wire is going to snag your skin and the nails won't. Why would it snag your skin if you're just laying there and someone lays it gently onto you? Well, theoretically, someone's going to have to take it off of you eventually. Well, they're also not going to, like, swip it off like it's a fucking Yeah, but they'll already blade. be in the barbed wire, even gently on you, will already be embedded no, in won't. you. Yes, it will. How heavy is this barbed wire? Well, and how, think about a bunch of barbed wire meshed together. It's going to be pretty heavy. Okay, well, uh, all right. Thanks for that, Look, Nicole. I enjoy. You are a sick and twisted woman. Why? I don't know. Never mind. I had to think of something horrifying. I'm. I. It was horrifying. I'm horrified that our child is going to come out of you and get you, your genes, and they're going to be like, "Daddy, what would happen if I ate a peanut?" I'm like, 
What a stupid question. I meant to say nail, but I said peanut for some reason. I don't know why. <laughs> Our kid is fucked. <laughs> Between you and me, man. All right, well, you sucked all the fun out of my Would you rather? So let's play your <laughs> well, dumb game. You sucked game. all the fun out of my voices at the beginning. That wasn't fun. Uh, I was having fun. Well, you're the only one. Well, you were, were you having fun on the Would You Rather? Yeah. You're the only one. Can we just shake hands and say we're even right now? And call even. a truce? Okay, we're, pretend we're shaking hands because we're too far apart. Okay, Nicole. Are we happy? Are we good again? Are we best friends? Well, no, because I know what's next. What's next, Nicole? I lose. That's what's next. Maybe not. Maybe not this time. But, Nicole, it's time to play a little game that I like to call The Following is Based on a True Story. And, Nicole, this week is a very special The Following is Based on a True Story because it is an all-Nazi edition. I hate Nazis. Well, we all do. But this is an all-Nazi edition of The Following is Based on a True Story. Are you ready to play? Nicole, what's going to happen is I'm going to describe to you four films and their titles. And then you have to use your... skill and judgment? You have to use your skill and judgment to determine... Which is the big, fat, phony? You see, I made up one of these using my imagination. So I'm going to read you these titles, and you're going to try and figure out which is the fake. Nicole, are you ready to play? The following is based on a true story. Oh, yeah. Excellent. Nicole, the following is based on a true story. Film number one, Zombie Lake. In a small village somewhere in France, German soldiers killed and thrown into the lake by the resistance during World War II come back. Film number two, Franken-Nazi. A mad scientist seeks to create life, but accidentally uses the brain of a Nazi. The monster escapes and seeks to create a new Reich. I guess this would be like the fourth Reich, or the fifth Reich. Film number three, they saved Hitler's brain. Nazi madmen preserve Hitler's brain on a small tropical island until the time is right to resurrect him and, along with him, the Third Reich. Okay, so the Franken-Nazi would be making a Fourth Reich. Film number four, Shockwaves. Visitors to a remote island discover that a reclusive Nazi commandant has been breeding a group of zombie Nazi soldiers. So, is it Zombie Lake? Which is German soldiers? Just say the titles, because... Zombie Lake, film number two, Franken-Nazi. They saved Hitler's brain or shockwaves. You can ask these questions. are all too close. It's because it's the all-Nazi edition. <laughs> I'll give you a hint. I have seen one of these movies. I can't even remember the titles. <laughs> They're all so close. Well, why don't I... Film number one, Zombie Lake, which is the small village in France where uh, zombie Nazis who were killed by the resistance in World War II come back to life. Franken-Nazi, the mad scientist, basically doing a Frankenstein story, but he accidentally uses a Nazi's brain. Okay. And the monster escapes and tries to create a Fourth Reich. Yep. They saved Hitler's brain, where Nazi madmen preserve Hitler's brain on a tropical island until the time is right to resurrect him. And shockwaves, where visitors to a remote island discover that a reclusive Nazi commandant has been breeding a group of zombie soldiers. So, I feel like the, f- the two middle ones... Frank and Nazi and they saved Hitler's brain? Seem like the most ridiculous, so I'm saying they're probably real. Okay. So I'm going to say it's either the first or the last one. So, so Zombie Lake wave. or Shock Waves? I'm going to say Zombie Lake is the fake because it's these, the most normal. These all, well, these are all pretty normal. Only one of them is really weird. That's the first one. You think Zombie Lake is the real one? No, is, is the fake one. Yeah. Me. So that's your final answer. Yes. 
Nicole, I've seen Zombie Lake. Zombie Lake is a real movie. It is the most boring piece of shit zombie movie ever made. Well, it sounds like the most boring one, so I thought it was the fake. Remember, I even told you about it. It's the one where, like... No, you did not tell me about did, it. because I watched it recently, and I was telling you about how fucking boring it was, and how there's actually a scene where, like, the zombies crawl out of the lake, but their makeup is coming off because they you just came out of the lake. You did tell me that. Yeah, it's the worst movie I've ever seen. But, see, I think I only half listen when you talk. Definitely. Well, that means you are now two for eleven. Nicole, they saved Hitler's brain. Is a real movie. And Shockwaves, Nicole, is a real movie, which means that the fake fat phony, the one I came up with, was Franken-Nazi, which I, in my opinion, sounds like the best movie on this list. If you had to watch one of them, what would it be? Franken-Nazi. I think Shockwave sounds pretty good. That sounds boring. Franken-Nazi's got, like, that's great. The monster makes a new right. You just like monster movies. I do like monster movies. Do you not like those? What? Do you not like monster movies? Not as much as you. They're not my favorite horror. Well, you know what? I may not be as cool as you, but at least I'm not two for 11 in the game that we've been playing. Nicole, it has been well, almost two I, months since you I won. Don't get to, I don't get to make up a game that you lose at. You could try. Maybe I will. Maybe you could put in some goddamn effort and make it not just me who tries to do stuff on this show. I came up with Would You Rather. I don't think you came up with Would You Rather. I did. I think you suggested we do it on the show. Yep. But, I mean, you didn't come up with the concept of Would You Rather. And verses were my idea. Were they? Yes. Are you sure? 100% positive. All right, I'll, I'll take your word for it. Well, uh, I guess we'll just one more time. Reminder, next week we're watching The Haunting and The Haunting for Versus. Uh, yeah. So, until next week, I am the creature Joey G. And I'm she, Miss Irish. Oh, Delhi. Oh, Lordy. And, and I quit. <laughs> and you're the bride. Nicole G. You all stay scary now. Kissy kissy. I love you. I love you. How could this woman ever decide to wed this man?